0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're studying the book of Romans and learning how the power of the gospel impacts every part of our lives. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's episode. We are in Romans chapter 6, and really... Looking forward to expanding upon last episode where we talked about one of the keys of victorious Christian living, which is that we need to know some things. Uh, We need to be informed in our thinking about who we are as born-again Christians. And what the Bible makes clear in Romans 6 verses 1 through 6 is that we are those who are now dead to sin. Uh, The old man has died. We were crucified with Christ as depicted in our baptism. When we identify with Christ in his death, his burial, and then his resurrection. So the flip side is equally true. That while we're dead, the old man is dead. We now have a new man and are a new man in Christ. We are indwelt by the Spirit of God. We have the very life of Christ pulsating within us. And we now can live victorious. We have the opportunity to live in in liberty. We are not shackled by sin in the prison house of sin anymore. We've been saved out of the slave market of sin. And I love that terminology. Look at verse number seven. For he that is dead is freed from sin. And what a statement. Yeah, so when am I ever going to get over this sinful habit? When am I ever going to stop? Think about your most besetting sin or think about the most besetting sin that people struggle with. Think about people that struggle with alcohol abuse or struggle with um, you know, any, anything else for that matter. Any besetting sin. What, when does sin end? Well, when death comes. Dead people don't drink and smoke and chew and run with those that do. Dead people don't have hunger and dead people aren't gluttons and dead people aren't drunkards and dead people don't lust and dead people don't commit fornication and dead people don't. So he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, obviously, we know that's true about physical death. But the point that the Apostle Paul is making here in verse number seven is that spiritually, when we've trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we are dead to sin. Why? Because our old man did die with Christ upon that cross. And so we are dead to sin. That's the fact about which we need to be informed. Now, I understand that as believers, we still struggle with sin. And they're in, in practicality, we still sometimes have habits that, that are you know, ungodly and need to be dealt with. But the point here at the beginning is that we need to understand the principle. And the principle is that we have died positionally to sin and we are alive unto God now. And we do have within us the very spirit of God to empower us and to give us the grace to accomplish those things that we could not and would not have accomplished before we were saved. Look at verse number eight. Now, if we be dead with Christ, and the point, the way we would read that today is because we are dead with Christ, believers, because we are dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So follow the logic. So if we be dead with him, which we've established now as a fact, okay, then we believe that we shall also live with him. And that's more than just we're going to go to heaven one day. And it's more than just we're all going to enjoy the benefit of the resurrection. We've had some dear ones in our church recently go home to be with the Lord uh, who have died. And of course, our faith teaches us that that body that goes into the ground, that doesn't remain there. We believe in the resurrection. We believe that the, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we believe that forever and forever, God will have remade that body and there'll be a glorified body. And that's a wonderful truth. So when the Bible says here in verse number eight, that we believe that we shall live with him, certainly that refers to a future resurrection. I mean, that can be an application, but there's a much more pressing and even practical way by which we apply that verse. Because look at verse number nine, knowing that Christ is, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. That's done. It's a once for all. Dead, alive, that's it. No double jeopardy. He dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. So the resurrection was the defeat of death. Death has no more sway. It does. It no longer reigns. The word here is it has no more... Dominion So if that be true for Christ, he died rose again death will never conquer him he conquered death. I like the great poem by John Donne death thou shalt thou shalt die death be not proud a great poem and that's true Christ made that true. So spiritually that is also true of you that when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you now are dead to sin. The old man is done away. The old man died. And now you have been made alive, a new person in Christ. And so you have no, death cannot rule over you. you. You can never suffer the pains of the second death, which is ultimate rejection and separation from God. Uh, The lake of fire, you'll never suffer that. Why? Because death does not reign over you. Also, you now have victory in this life available to you. Why? Because death no longer has that control over you. Sin that brought death has been eradicated, so you have a newfound freedom in your new life with Jesus. Now, how does all that play out practically in my living a victorious Christian life? Well, it began with, as we learned last episode, it began with understanding this, knowing this. Okay. Now, look at verse number 11, because here's our second word. Actually, verse number 10, we didn't read. But in that he died, this is Jesus, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. So death was a one time event. But life is an ongoing experience. So it is with the believer that your salvation and with it, your death to sin was a one-time event. But your Christian life and your eternal life is an ongoing experience with God. So that's a, a wonderful promise as well. So we know some things. That's verses 1 through 11. Now look at verse number, well, that's verses one through 10. Now look at verse number 11. And because the Bible says we know things, now look at the second verb here, verse 11. Likewise, reckon. Now I know that all my Southern listeners are thinking, there it is. God speaks Southern because they say things like reckon. By the way, my Aussie friends, Australian friends, they use the word reckon a lot too. So reckon, what does the word reckon mean? Reckon is an accounting term, to reckon. That's why sometimes we even word you reconcile and account, but to reckon, okay, to, to account it to be true. So look at, so likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. So what's the difference between knowing something and reckoning something? Okay. To know something means I have the information. Uh, I understand the concept. It, it It's in my memory bank. Okay, But to reckon something means to activate that truth in the moment. To activate that truth in the moment. So I can know something to be true, but I'm going to activate that truth of the moment. I'm going to reckon that to be true. So it, it's like... We know that we've died to sin, okay, but in any given instance, reckon that to be so. Decide today, this is true about me. This is my status. I am dead to sin. I am newborn. I have a new life. I have opportunities and liberty to live for God and in victory over sin. Reckon it to be so. Account it to be so. Make it activate that thinking in your life in a practical way. Look at verse number 12. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. So that tells me a couple things. First of all, that tells me that it is possible, even for a believer, to allow sin to reign in his body. Believers can deal with sin and sinful Habits and sinful addictions, and as sad as that is, it's true. But here's the point: it does not have to be true. When sin reigns in the life of the believer, it's because the believer is allowing that sin to reign. He's not realizing. He's not realizing who he is in Christ. He's not reckoning. Uh, it to be true that I am dead to those sins and I have power through Christ over those sins and I don't have to do those things and I am free to walk out of this prison right now by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't allow your sinful flesh with the imprint of that old man who's dead don't allow this sinful world that is constantly chirping in your ears. Don't allow the subtle voice of the serpent, the devil himself. We still fight those enemies, don't we? The world, the flesh, the devil. But we have a victory now. We have a life and a, and a resurrection power now that we did not have before salvation. And so we need to understand who we are reckon that to be so and not allow sin to run roughshod over our lives like it did before we have the power to do anything about it. Look at verse number 13. Neither, and I really wanted to get to verse 13 because this is our third word. We talked about the word no. Okay, that's a, a, a matter of our thinking. We talked about the word reckon. Okay, that's a matter of activating that truth in any given moment. And then we talk about the word yield. Okay. So the Bible says, neither yield, or we might say present, offer, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive for the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. That may be the most important verse in the entire book of Romans as it relates to our victory in this Christian life, our victory over sin, a practical way by which believers can have victory over sin. Now, I don't want to unpack it right now because we're already out of time. But next episode, we're going to really focus on that third word. We've talked about no, we've talked about reckon, Now we're going to talk about that word yield and find out just how powerful it is to live in victory by saying, Lord, I can't, but you can. I'll explain more next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, take a moment to subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, God bless.